Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome to episode number six. Today, I wanted to talk about kind of a personal story of mine for this episode. It has to do with my experience with yoga teacher training. Um, I just wanted to, first of all, say that I'm not complaining. I'm not trying to be negative. I'm only explaining my experience in case someone else goes through something similar. Um, I know a few of people from my class who had a very pleasant experience with our training, and that's great. I just wanted to share my story because I think it's very important that you should be very, very mindful and cautious when you pick a teacher training because you want it to align with the true nature of yoga, what yoga is, not with what the teacher interprets yoga as being through the lens of their own egos. It's very important to me. So as many of you know, I started practicing yoga asana, which is yoga poses, the physical aspect of yoga at the age of 13. And I immediately fell in love with it. I knew from like the second that I started practicing that I wanted to teach yoga someday. I mean, I seriously just loved it kind of embarrassing, but I had this old Raquel Welch VHS tape um, that my mom had from the 80s that I used. And it very quickly became my favorite thing to do. Um, About 19 years later, I decided to finally do um, a yoga teacher training. It's something that I had wanted to do for almost 20 years. And I finally decided to um, take about a month off of my job. Um, I was a massage therapist at the time, so it was very difficult being away from work, but I decided to do that. And I flew all the way to a different country for a two week training. And let me tell you, after having a very just burning strong desire to teach yoga for almost 20 years, yoga teacher training left me seriously doubting if I would ever teach yoga at all. And now almost, let's see, six, seven years later, I still will not have anything to do with teaching. Um, And it's something that I would love to get past someday. But unfortunately, I'm still letting my experience with the training hold me back. So the two teachers were actually a married couple. She had been a teacher for a long time, but he was from the corporate world. Uh, He had retired from his corporate job not that long ago due to some health concerns. And he decided that he wanted in on the teacher training, even though admittedly he had almost no experience with yoga at all. Um, So both of them definitely had that my way or the highway attitude about yoga. They very strongly encouraged us to forget all you've ever learned about yoga, no matter who you learned it from, because they will teach you what real yoga is. Should have been a real red flag (laughs) right there, right? When someone claims that 
they have the truth and no one else does. And you should listen to them and no one else, right? Red flag number one. So our own opinions, thoughts, and ideas were highly criticized and we were cut off every single time we tried to show them or tell them what we had learned or how we felt about a certain philosophy or an asana because we were just automatically wrong since we didn't learn it from them. They wouldn't even entertain outside ideas. And I don't know if this is a strength or a weakness, maybe a little bit of both. But if I feel like someone is full of shit or trying to take advantage of people or they're trying to control others into thinking a certain way, honestly, I'm not very shy about confronting them. Um, And I actually questioned both of them, not in front of anyone else, but off to the side when I was talking to them about something else. Um, and I seriously became like a target for them for the next two weeks that we were there. And it was so miserable. And I just wanted to get on a plane and fly home, but I decided to stick with it. And I just stuck it out for two whole weeks. And (laughs) even though it was miserable, at least I got certified to teach, right? So one just gigantic, huge red flag for me um, was when we were studying the yoga sutras. Uh, We were each given a sutra and we had to prepare a small talk about what we felt it was saying. And I don't remember the exact one that I was given, but the one I was given had to do with trusting your own intuition above everything else because your own intuition will never lead you astray. And as I was talking, the man cut me off and flat out told me that I was wrong in front of probably 50, 60, maybe other people. And he did not do this to anyone else, by the way. Um, He told me that our intuition is the same thing as the voice in our head, and it will lead you astray and you should not listen to it. I mean, holy fucking shit. I couldn't even begin to imagine a proper yoga teacher telling a student that. This is like, to me, definitely patriarchy at its finest, right? Some alpha male from the corporate world who honestly doesn't know anything about yoga, trying to tell someone not to trust their own intuition because he still identifies his own intuition as the same thing as the voice in his head. So later on in that two week, period of time, we started practicing teaching. Uh, We broke up into several groups of like three and four other people. And unfortunately, I was in his group. I don't know if that was planned or not, but that's how it happened. And he criticized me so hard over every little thing that I did that I literally cried in front of everyone. And this happened actually a few times throughout the two weeks. And after two weeks of just honestly being bullied. I felt drained and I had no desire at all to ever teach yoga. I was terrified to lead people through poses 
because I didn't want to be criticized in front of everyone again. And normally I love getting up in front of people and speaking, but every time I had to teach, my voice would shake, my hands would tremble, and I would almost tear up. I mean, it was like giving me severe anxiety. And it's been several years since my training. And I am somewhat interested in teaching again, but my experience with this teacher training left me thinking, what exactly is real yoga? Like strip away all the bullshit, all people's opinions on what yoga is. What is yoga at its absolute essence? What is the core teachings of yoga trying to tell us? So first of all, what exactly is yoga? Yoga is a spiritual path which originated from India and it literally means to join or union. And the ultimate goal of yoga is for the mind to be free of clutter so it can reconnect to the source or God or the universal consciousness from which everything comes. Whatever label you want to use is fine. It all means the same. I usually use the label of universe because that's just what I'm comfortable with. And traditionally, there is a set prescription, if you will, to achieve this union with the universe. So there's eight limbs of yoga, which range from working on how you interact with people, how you interact with yourself, steps to discipline your body and your breath, your senses, and finally to discipline your mind in order for you to connect with the universe. These traditions, these teachings, these limbs have been refined over thousands of years, and without a doubt, they work. Absolutely no question about it. But does that mean they are set in stone and should never change? Or does it mean that it's the only way for someone to train their body and mind in order to achieve oneness? I personally don't think so. Even though these traditions should be greatly respected for their immense spiritual power, their long tradition, and their ability to change people's lives, I feel like these traditions should also be seen as ever-evolving. Just because the universe slash divine beings gave humans yoga thousands of years ago doesn't mean that the universe cannot inspire humans again. So... When one steps onto their mat and closes their eyes and starts to move using their own breath and their own intuition, they're being directly inspired by the universe. And I believe that if they practice that on a regular basis with that intention, they will achieve oneness with the universe over time if they are consistent. Maybe not in this lifetime or the next, but eventually. So I've been thinking pretty hard about this for some years now. And I'm a pretty strong believer in channeling. Now, I do get channel messages frequently, um, which we can go more in detail about that in a later episode if you want. But one day I was meditating and I got this download, this message from the universe about yoga and how we should approach situations like this. And I'm going to end this episode by reading this message. So here it is. We are all equally created humans who are all on different paths that will eventually lead to the same place. Some people choose yoga as their way to connect to the divine. Yoga means union, union to yourself and to the divine or universe or God slash goddesses, etc., whichever label you connect with. Union with all living things going beyond and dropping the ego and connecting to that universal consciousness where we all come from. 
No one has the right to tell you how to get there. There are many ways of connecting to the universe and achieving yoga as there are people in the world. No one has the right to tell you that you are not doing it right or what you're doing isn't real yoga. The universe is dynamic. It is constantly evolving and so are we. The universe and us are expressions of creative life force energy. How can one be creative if one keeps doing the same patterns and the same routines over and over and over again? How can one be connected to all of that creative life force energy and also be in the place of telling others that they aren't doing real yoga? They can't. As the universe evolves, so does our ways of connecting to it. The movement slash posture slash meditations that worked hundreds of thousands of years ago are constantly being added to. Use these as a basis for your creative energy, not as a strict set of instructions that should never change. That's when we get stuck. We feel uninspired. We feel stuck. We feel bored. Then we settle into patterns of being uninspired uncreative, and we start to lose our passion and luster for life. Even the practice or tradition that is thousands of years old had to start somewhere. It had to be new at some point. Even people who are today commonly accepted as traditional were once viewed as new and radical. They were judged and told they weren't doing it right, but they did what they were inspired to do anyway. Never let anyone tell you that you aren't doing it right just because you aren't doing it their way or because you do it differently than the way it's been done for 2,000 years. Evolution of the mind and spirit is what keeps this world and universe going. Namaste.